Hello, dear listeners of the Education Newscast for another episode. Yeah, today another episode in English. And I'm very happy to have a very smart, interesting guest again. And uh, he's located in the US. Uh, so we're already here in Germany. It's late, but uh, for Andreas, it's uh, pretty early. So very happy to introduce uh, Andreas, Andreas Muno. Hi, Andreas. Great that you're here. Thank you for having me, Thomas. Yeah, so today we talk about cloud mindset. Yeah, cloud mindset beyond the bus and why did why is it important and also what you need to change. And uh, I think or we think uh, that's a pretty important topic, of course, for all of us uh, in the SAP ecosystem, but also beyond. So, but first, for those of you who don't know you, Andreas, perhaps could you just introduce yourself briefly? So, who are you and what was your journey so far? Sure. So, I live here in the beautiful Bay Area, San Francisco Bay Area in California, and um, have been with SAP now for uh, over 25 years in different roles. Um, I'm right now with a team called the SAP S4HANA Cloud Expertise Services. We are catering to our partner ecosystem, mainly with really enabling them on implementing SAP S4HANA Public Cloud. Uh, but I've had other uh, roles before that in product management, in solution management, in public service, in the public services industry business unit. I used to be a developer at some point in time and mm -hmm. even an implementation consulting um, back in in Germany. So quite a different, <laughs> like the diverse experience um, uh, within, uh, mostly within SAP. And then before that, I did a little bit of um, turnaround management, consulting otherwise uh, in, in startups, And also a little bit of research uh, at the Technical University in Dresden um, mm -hmm. and uh, in, in Cologne with research institutes. So, yeah. All right. Thanks. So this sounds also like a rich learning history or learning journey so far. And uh, actually, uh, I also got to know you digitally because you wrote some very cool blogs. Uh, I think your blog handle we should post in the show notes uh, around OCM yeah organizational change management and that's also a little bit of the facet what we talk about today but perhaps perhaps we can look at the topic of cloud mindset first uh, especially in, in let's say in the sap ecosystem and our context so so what what is it for you of course it's a, a buzzword and people can interpret many things uh, into it so how, how would you define it for yourself so For me, the, the cloud mindset, that, that's like the aspects of the cloud mindset that are relevant for uh, for me and for, for our partners that are implementing uh, S4HANA Public Cloud. I think the, those aspects come down to a few, just a few items like standardization, innovation, community. And I can explain. So the... Standardization really is about the business processes, right? Like you want, you want, and your, your customers, the partners' customers would want their business processes to be uh, standardized and simple, simple and standardized. Uh, simplification is hard. Anything like to make anything really simple is hard. We all know that. 
but it's really helpful because like the, the simpler the processes, the easier it is to learn them, the easier it might be to add to them where needed. So it's, it's easy to learn. It's easy to apply them. It's easy to automate them. Mm. And when you want to have a scaling business, automation is, is always key. Then innovation. So if you implement in the cloud, you would want innovation to come to you easily. And with that subscription to a software as a service, like SAP S400 Public Cloud, right? When you subscribe to that kind of a service, you would want the innovation to come as a service to you. But as a customer, that requires that you actually have that adaption capability built into your organization, that you build your organization, rebuild perhaps your organization in ways that allow you to absorb that innovation, that cycle of innovation, because it's cyclical. It, it comes in, in waves, right? Like every mm -hmm. with this product, every half year, you have to be able to actually capture the value that comes with these innovations that you get delivered through the software upgrades. And that takes preparation. That takes a, a mindset of curiosity, right? A mindset of being open to, well, perhaps change again business processes. That really means you have to be open to see and grasp that value that comes from that innovation. And then I said community. So it's mm -hmm. like... In, in the in the past, um, in, in, in the on-premise world, as a customer, as a partner, you would file support tickets for every question you may have had. Well, in the cloud, you build community around the product that you are using, that you're adopting, that you're implementing. And you ask the community any questions, how to actually do things, how to implement how to work around issues that you might encounter. You don't file support tickets for that. You, you build community. You ask into the community. You contribute to the community getting richer and better in answering those type of questions. All right. Thanks so much. And uh, personally, I find it very interesting because whoever you ask, they have uh, different, let's say, yeah, assumptions around cloud mindset so and honestly i never heard community i think that's extremely valid uh, especially if we talk think about scaling and ecosystems i think community is really way forward what others also said is yeah other cost structure capex to opex or agility or which also goes into the innovation or user experience yeah for other for some mm -hmm. people also who come from that area it's uh, let's say easier simpler more business user-friendly user experience. So thanks very much for sharing. Mm -hmm. And also, let's say, this reflection. And if I may, like, yeah? business user is, like, and, and really the business orientation, like going away a little bit from a technology for technology's sake kind of perspective. Not that we've ever actually really had that, but the shift goes really more towards business, business value creation. How can we take advantage of innovations in the technology space to capture them forever more business value. And because this always asks for a different type of interaction between uh, users, the people, 
the people that make it happen and and the business outcome but you have to you have to be able to want to learn about these new technologies and make them usable for yourself mm. as an end user as a key user as an implementation consultant uh, right it's always about how can we take the best advantage of the new technologies that are coming to us and it takes that curiosity that that openness to embrace and and learn about these new to technologies right for example when chat gpt that now everyone talks about came around um, at first i was like ah just another ai but someone sent me a link and said like why don't you test it out and i did and i found this is a huge productivity enhancer for my own work every day Mm -hmm. And I use it pretty much every day mm -hmm. nowadays mm -hmm. um, because it really it helps me become a lot more productive in what mm -hmm. I do. I can write blogs faster, and yeah, of course I don't let uh, ChatGPT write my whole blog, but it helps me write blogs a lot faster. For example, mm -hmm. it helps me write code a lot faster because that's what I do on the side. I, I write some code for mm. um, for an application that's helpful for our community so like embracing these technologies and learning how to use them learning how to interact with them and make them like make productive use of them uh, is is uh, really one of the the keys of having a well cloud mindset it's really a an, an open mindset mm. a mindset that really is, is looking forward into the future and not trying to hang on to the past because that's gone right it's a nice mm. memory but um we we have to we must be in in business we must look forward to the future and see what we can do mm. to make the lives of our customers better and our fellow employees better and um well get the business value okay yeah so thanks for sharing Yeah, so the next question would be, why is it uh, important? I think you partially already answered that. So do you want to add anything to that? Of course, expectations have changed, like how, how we use technology, how fast we leverage innovations. Expectation, the expectation setting may be one of those things that actually has mm. to change with the way how, how we adopt cloud. There's a lot of misunderstanding in what these cloud solutions bring to customers and how they may be able to use them. Mm -hmm. You talked about CapEx and OpEx, and mm -hmm. with that often comes that, that misunderstanding that, oh, now that it is a service, me as a customer, I really only have to push a button and I can just use everything that this software offering uh, has in stock for me. But there is the wrong assumption that really everything turns into a service now and there's nothing else to be done by me the customer anymore that is very far from the truth because you can still configure the solution and because you can you will and you have to maintain the integrity of what you build as a customer mm. so what you build as a customer has to be kept The integrity of this has to be kept well, right? And so you have to, like, you have to do regression testing. You have to make sure that you're are properly prepared with your with your master data governance, right? Governance is one of these keywords anyway in in the cloud, mm -hmm. even more than than before, because you probably need more discipline 
in keeping things simple and not like deviate from the simplicity that as an enterprise you would want to keep, right? Um, so in enforcing, like setting up rules and enforcing them to keep the simplicity simple and, and really reduce the amount of configurations beyond the necessary to an absolute minimum mm -hmm. might become an essential need in the cloud. Okay. Yeah, you, you saw, uh, I guess, uh, a lot of different kind of projects. So do you have any gut feeling or estimate so why cloud projects could fail? That's perhaps also a good hint on, on what, to, what to prevent, yeah, this typical fail question. Yeah, you're making yeah. me laugh here. <laughs> <laughs> it is, it is, yeah. It's an underestimation. I think what fails the most is an underestimation of the human factor mm. in these implementation projects. When you only focus on configuring software, all you get is a piece of configured software, but you don't have the people ready to actually adopt that piece of well-configured software. So what we always recommend in any cloud project is a sound organizational change management setup in parallel, like a setup and project really in parallel to the configuration aspect of the project. And ideally as a consulting partner, as an implementation partner, what what, uh, what you would do is really have that conversation with the customer at the very beginning of the project, or even before they sign a contract, do an adoption risk assessment, do do something like a, um, we call it a cloud mindset assessment, but it's really not looking into people's minds. It's really like probing the ability of the organization to change, to conform to a business standard, to best practices that are SAP's best practices, not the customers uh, so far. So, there might be a lot of change for the organization that's coming because they may have to change their business processes and because they have to be open to keep changing over time with all that innovation that's coming. Mm. So that, that, that is hard for mm. pretty much any organization that isn't a startup and used to change pretty much overnight every day. Mm. Right. So, This ability to, to embrace change as a principle of growing the business, of like m making it a journey, really. This, this going into the cloud is, it's not like going from one level to the next level and then the project is over, but really seeing it as a, as a starting activity into a journey that will go on forever. Mm that's that's probably one of the biggest shifts mm. that that customers and partners with them may have to embrace yeah this would be actually my my next question so what now really has changed uh, let's say in terms of change management so okay some some never did change management but some also did change management in the on-premise world but it's different like you already mentioned this let's say ongoing cycle of the big project the 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 focus on adoption so perhaps you can share your thoughts or experience on that what, what now really has changed in terms of organizational change management yes so i believe what has changed perhaps the most is this idea of going from one 
level to the next from having a contained project to really embarking on that journey and keeping this this notion of change alive for the duration of the journey. And it's a ideally a, a forever journey. So you have to develop other ways, like different ways how to establish change management. Mm-hmm. So it's it's not a shift, a one-time shift any longer. It's it's really you have to you have to be able to institute change in the organization as a principle of doing business living your daily life as a as an employee it requires pretty much daily ability to look forward to the next change and learn keep learning looking forward into that change that's coming mm. yeah that's probably the biggest change to change <laughs> per, per se so what we're recommending is, is yeah. basically that our partners help our customers establish really like strong centers of excellence in their organization. Centers of excellence that, I mean, in, in the past, you may have had this, this collaboration between IT and business. Well, bring change management into those centers of excellence as a principle, uh, as something that establishes learning as a guiding principle of these organizations make these centers of excellence really the the key for the rest of the organization to pull them forward right mm-hmm. with with them mm-hmm. and and establish it really as as an um, organizational kernel to spread the wealth of of change the wealth of learning mm-hmm. for the betterment of the organization Mm. And probably I think the key is to focus on organizational change also because like CC, uh, this customer competence centers, this CCOEs, they always did change management, but technical mm-hmm. change management. Exactly. I think the important thing is, and of course, change management is more than a bit of training and communication. So this is important, communication of updates, but also let's say the stakeholder alignment Uh, the engagement of the leadership team and, 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 and so on. This all this different kind of, let's say, elements of organizational change management up to the focus on adoption and uh, support of, uh, let's say, users and key users. Or It's yeah, exactly it. So there, there is that, like when I say innovation, right? I also mean experimentation. Mm. Like, and experimentation has always that notion of failure in it that readiness to try something out and be ready for it to be a complete and utter failure. And that's that, that has to be fine, right? Embracing this as a principle of moving and sometimes stumbling forward, that's okay. It's part of the experience. It's part of trying out something new. And yeah, sometimes it doesn't turn out right. But that's fine because you find you just get up and try it again and try something a little bit different. And then you you figure out ways how to move forward without falling and stumbling and falling. So it, it's, it's going to be fine. And that is part of the experience. I think this is, this is important that as we move faster, and I think speed is one of those elements uh, also of, of a, of a cloud mindset that I probably didn't em- emphasize upon enough the speed of implementation, but really the, the speed of just moving forward, right? That speed doesn't allow for perfection. 
as it may, like as if you were implementing something on premise, you may have had whatever two years or so to get your project just right and to define everything to perfection for the moment. Or so it seemed not having things perfect and in perfect order just yet and, and living with a workaround for a little while, trying out new things and knowing there's probably not yet ideal, but like we, we can live with it for a period of time and then we'll try again something different uh, the next day or the next week or when the next release comes, we'll, we'll look forward to that. This is also part of the cloud mindset, right? Mm. So it's part part of this notion of well we'll we'll just try something out that that might work well right and mm. if it doesn't we we try again right that's fine mm. it's totally fine yeah. and it drives business forward right the the when the notion is is always how how can we improve processes how can we find the next best practices how can we improve our our customer experience experimenting is is all you have to do you just have mm. to learn always learn how to do it ever better and mm. ever better than the competition of course as well right so it, that's all part of it um and and making that an organizational principle where it's not a department that does the innovation but in essence every user every key user shall contribute to innovating processes to to innovating how the organization works and makes lives better for themselves, for their customers, for their suppliers, perhaps. Mm. That it, it all pays off. It all pays tribute to this notion of how can we always become a better organization mm. that is ahead of the competition. I think that's a good point. We, we also know this from the whole agile movement, mm -hmm. uh, this iterative approach. And especially, this is not a method, it's a principle and it's a value. And I think that's probably also one of the challenges that you really need to, let's say, create the frame that this value, let's say, is yeah developed and reinforced and so on. But perhaps we can go a little bit more into the details. So probably all of you know, we also can put that in the show notes, uh, the whole SAP Activate framework, which is pretty helpful. Yeah, it has a lot of, uh, let's say, yeah, guidelines, templates. Uh, and uh, this is also helpful if you do cloud projects uh, in the end. And perhaps we, we can look at some of the key tasks now really for organizational change management. In the beginning, you already mentioned one or two, like the fit to standard uh, workshops, of course, is key. Also, this cloud mindset or, or uh, change readiness assessment, however we call that. So perhaps you can look into, let's say, two, three of the tasks uh, or packages, what you think is it's very key. Yes. So. Well, first of all, it, it's definitely a good thing uh, to, to use the SAP Activate methodology mm -hmm. for each of the SAP products that it is available for, right? Because SAP Activate is a methodology is available to, to all, all of SAP's cloud products. So it's good to use the right methodology for the job, for those implementations, and Uh, and use it fully. Like it's this is not a pick and choose approach. This is a methodology that is comprehensive. So when there is a work stream on solution adoption in the methodology, you've got to use it. You've you've got to actually 
follow that work stream and establish the respective teams that are required, like an OCM team, right? An OCM team that then drives the change, the organizational change as needed throughout the project and beyond, uh, so that beyond the project timeline is already part of the way how this, this work stream is organized. So activate is, is really key using and applying the methodology where OCM is required uh, is, is basically it's mandatory, right? And of course, so doing assessments on uh, where is the customer at the beginning of the journey, uh, where do they want to go with it? Like how, how do they become more mature cloud adopting organizations? So that's that should be part of that very first assessment. Uh, we call it cloud mindset assessment, uh, cloud adoption risk assessment. You might call it uh, other things, but it's it's all about like getting the organization ready for the cloud, having an understanding where they are today with their adoption risks, with their organizational capabilities to go for the change, go for innovation, go for that speed that is required, uh, embrace communities and and become active in, in, in the communities. And so that there is always an assessment at the beginning of every cloud mm -hmm. project, uh, the di digital discovery assessment. And you just have to pair it with the organizational readiness assessment. So once it's clear what the business scope is, you may want to see if the people who are running that part of the business will be able to actually do it in the cloud as well. So, and as a, as, a, as a business partner, as an implementation partner, you would want to get this full picture so you can offer the respective services to get the customer from today's level to where they need to be, where they want to be as they're embarking onto that journey and as they're moving forward on, on that journey. So that's the first step. And that's not the last assessment, right? Um, throughout the journey, you would always want to check in with the customer. How are we doing? Are the organizational change management measures, are they applied well? Uh, is everyone still on board? Do we have to change and adjust something in the way how we perform, how we execute organizational change? So that's that's throughout the journey. You have to have small assessments uh, of, and by small, I mean like frequent, but short, right? Uh, assessments of how the organization is doing. But doing in respect to what? So you have to have to, a plan. You have to establish a plan on like how would you want, how would you need to establish the respective change? So what actually needs to be changed? Who needs to learn what as they uh, start and embark onto that journey? Um, so you have to identify all the stakeholders um, that may have to change the ways how, how they do business. Uh, you have to understand what kind of learning they they need to actually establish. So what learning journeys they need to get onto, right? Uh, what, what kind of learning content to prepare for them. And and for that, right after the fit to standard workshop, we, we always recommend doing the change impact analysis, right? And uh, SAP Activate says that, right? Do it right after. Um, and I, I, by right after, I really mean like once you finish whatever your fit to standard uh, workshop in finance a day after but not much longer than a day after do the change impact 
assessment with that same group of people, with that same team, and really figure out how is this business change, these, this, this business process change, how is this going to affect the respective people? You do not want to leave any major gap between knowing that change is coming but not knowing how that change is going to impact people. Mm. That that drives anxiety into the organization like, like crazy. And it drives people crazy when they know change will be coming, but they don't know what, what it is, how it's going to affect them. So you would really want to have this very empathetically embraced well that bring the fitter standard and the change impact analysis together as closely as you can, right? Mm, yeah. Uh, and if you follow the, the the SAP Activate methodology, that is basically a given that you would do that because that's how it's uh, prescribed there. And and with that, like you, you would then of course establish the right ways to move forward, like establish what kind of learning is needed, uh, what kind of reorganization might be needed, where it is needed, the setup of teams, the, the way how teams are getting coached, perhaps, that should all be um, coming out of that mm -hmm. change impact analysis. And I think the good thing is you also uh, then have an information, let's say, where to focus, because you can't focus, let's say, all your change activities, like on communication, on involvement, and so on, let's say, on every sub-process, on every persona, but you should focus those on the ones which are uh, heavily or more heavily impacted, uh, where the impact is just, and the change impact is just higher. So I think, the, or, I think that's exactly. a good thing, yes. uh, why you should do that. It, it gives it gives you the ability to focus, uh, as, as a change manager, to focus on those teams that need it the most while still seeing what other teams may need some perhaps lesser efforts to to help them change their their ways and um, adopt the cloud solution mm. all right so perhaps now we also look into some tips and uh, good practices out of your uh, few so what what tips for practitioners uh, could you share And perhaps we even could differentiate between partners and customers, especially, I think this is, it's, I guess it's challenging if you have a strong on-premise mindset and if you were very, let's say, successful even with that, because you were, let's say, tailoring all the software uh, solutions really to your process. And now suddenly not everyone can, let's say, tailor this to his or her process, but you need to align to and fit to standards. So what, what are your tips there? And also to, let's say, in the next run, to partners, uh, to consulting companies, let's say, how to consult such uh, customers? I think one, one of the first things to establish between a, a partner and a, and a customer in, in their relationship as they embark onto that implementation journey is really to clarify how, how much organizational change management will be done by, by the customer and how much will be done by the partner. Uh, as an activity, I would always recommend that there that the partner has some level of involvement and a good grasp of what the SAP Activate methodology requires throughout the project. So even if 
whatever, 80% of the activities shall lie in the responsibility of the customer. As a partner, you would shepherd them through the journey, right? And, mm -hmm. and have that perspective of, well, you can always be and you should always be a consultant to the customer as they define the uh, specific activities but always with that perspective of i know sap activate and i know what the cloud mindset requires in this situation in in this phase of the project that we should have accomplished that we should get to in the next phase and really work well with the with the customer to make sure that they actually do that and 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 have that goal in mind as well right that the activities of activate are being accomplished by the end of the respective uh, activate phase because experience shows that that's the biggest misunderstanding that um Sometimes customers might think, well, it's the cloud. I don't have to do anything. It comes to me, right? It's, it's the service I subscribe to. So why would I need to do anything in respect to change? You, you alluded to that at the beginning. And so having really established a, a very clear communication between the partner and the customer about that journey, about that these activities that Activate require from the very beginning might be one of the most important things to do. That's true for organizational change management that's actually true for many activities even operational activities going forward in in the cloud to really have that very clear communication and expectation setting from the very beginning we've had it many times that once the customer wants to go live they realize they don't really have anyone who knows operations like how to actually run the software that they want. They don't have an IT staff, right? We have many smaller customers who don't have a big IT department. It, it may just be a person. But at least they have to have the, the budget that with that person, they can augment when needed that, like the, the functional requirements and, and the, the operational requirements to keep running the business well and keep keep the lights on and then some keep innovating mm. and like like the basically the, the the establishing of roles and responsibilities from the very beginning of the project and uh, and really keep one another accountable throughout the project and actually it helps with that right with the, with the quality gates is uh, important as not just as part of OCM but really as as part of just very good project management and then keep like keep establishing that good governance as something that needs to keep giving once the project ends and the journey continues is another one of those right and that's that's where then like these frequent assessments on how is the change how does the change keep going right how how is ocm still working well with the organization what do we need to adjust those questions then come back and uh, shall be shall be asked in these frequent assessments. All right. So I saw that you also wrote some very helpful resources like blogs, uh, even some templates like for mural, so digital whiteboards. So perhaps you can share some resources, what you think is helpful, let's say on this cloud mindset journey. So we can link in 
some of them in the show notes, perhaps, if you like. So what would you think is helpful? Uh, so what what we noticed, that was not just during the, the COVID times, but um, what we noticed is that there's a trend to more virtual projects. Uh, like the, the smaller the customers, the small or the customer projects, the smaller the budgets, the quicker the implementation cycle, the more likely it is that the customer would want to opt for a complete virtual implementation. And with virtual implementations, you often have the challenge of communicating and interacting with like from from a partner to a, to a customer interacting well with the people who actually have the knowledge on how business is done what is important what needs to change right having good ways to do that virtually becomes paramount in in those in those projects so having tools and methodology at your hands to be able to do really good virtual workshops, be they for fit to standard, SAP Activate has templates for that, or for setting up the organizational change management work stream, right? And my team and I, we provided for some templates, uh, some neural templates for, for that. We also run workshops with our partners, uh, so-called boot camps that, that really establish these ways how to interact with the customer, uh, with the customer's project team. So these virtual ways of interacting become ingrained in the way how projects are run and how they're performing well and how to do them really efficiently. Um, mm. You can you can have fit to standard workshops that, that last for weeks or you can do it really well when you follow the activate methodology and use the virtual templates that, that are being used there in mural, for example, right? And, mm. or, and, and use our, our mural templates when you do the OCM workshops. They bring mm. down the, the time needed significantly because it, it only takes whatever, two hours, but otherwise would take a day or three, right? Mm. Mm. And the, the way of interacting in these virtual workshops is that because everyone gets a gets a say and a vote even throughout these the silent parts of the workshop where you know people put the sticky notes the virtual sticky notes on a board right and then everyone can vote on on the uh, on the sticky notes that that have been put out there everything is explained really well but everyone has the same vote so even the people whose sticky notes uh, at the end doesn't get voted for, those people will be agreeing with the result, the outcome, because they had a say in the process. So mm -hmm. they were involved. Mm. Right? They were involved, they were engaged, they all had the same way, the same capability to express their ideas, contribute to bringing the project forward in that way. And then sometimes they themselves won't vote for their own ideas because they found that someone else's ideas were just better. And that's fine. That's all part of, of a good process. But it, it helps in, in a way in democratizing the process, in accelerating the process too, so efficiency. But it helps in making the outcomes very agreeable. Mm. And in especially in cloud project where you cloud projects where you expect a lot of change to happen making it agreeable 
So making the process such that the outcome will be accepted no matter what opinions were beforehand is really important. Mm. Having the people invited to those to those workshops who are the least agreeable ones might sometimes be a boon, right? So that's another practitioner tip. Like pick pick and have the customer pick the people who they know are really hard to convince because they are the ones who sometimes have the, they have often really good ideas, but they are also happy with processes that help like that that give them a voice, give them a say in how things should be run. And they'll be the ones to accept the outcome very likely at the end, mm. even if they didn't agree with them at the beginning. They're, they're going to be great promoters. Mm. Mm. So what I can do is to, to link the moral templates in the show notes, also the activate met methodology, this roadmap ex explorer. There's also a learning journey for those of you who doesn't, don't know, uh, where you can, let's say, basically upskill yourself on the overall, let's say, framework of, let's say, how to OCM for cloud projects. Also, uh, or for partners, uh, we also can link in the partner workshops. Uh, happy to, to link that. Uh, in there, I think you have a you have a sub community group where you publish those. Indeed, we do. So within the SAP community for partners uh, in the cloud ERP space, we do have a community where we we do take care of all things solution adoption, and we welcome our partners, our implementation partners' questions. We provide for answers quickly and sound. So, and there's like plenty of more material for partners to, to study that is focused on solution adoption, organizational change management, and a good cloud mindset. All right. So this would be my question. So I have some uh, follow-up question, which are more personal. So would you like to add anything or ask question back uh, to me? Or should we move on, Andreas? Uh, sure. So um, if you had to give a recommendation on which books to read, what podcasts to listen to on the topic of organizational change or cloud mindset, what might you recommend? Oh, I'm not fully prepared, but I think there are some things <laughs> uh, which always help. Of course, let's say on OCM in general, I think everyone should know the basics like uh, Atka from Proci, there are a lot of information around that. Of course, uh, Mr. Cotter, of course, you can criticize it, but I think that's always helpful. It's also a good uh, checklist. I think that's helpful. So we have a regular podcast that's mainly in uh, German, but there's some English uh, content also. So if you want to look into that, I I would recommend that. What we also can put in the in the show notes is a, a white paper from my consulting friends of the BT, uh, business transformation group in in Midland Eastern Europe. So there's also a white paper on mindset and what are let's say key topics. I think it's quite some a mix between business and psychology, and that's also what is described there. So perhaps I add that. Thank you, thank you, Thomas. All right, you're very welcome. All right, so then we have the home story. And actually regarding home story, so we don't look into your home or your 
but behind you, I think that's great. There's a big book for everyone who, who listens, but you, of course, you can see, see Andreas. There's a big book behind him with subactivate on it. So that <laughs> this is great. Uh, my, my, my colleague Irene Denner here uh, and I, we, we were, invited to contribute the chapter on organizational change management in in that book oh cool um the for the for the second version so it's that that's why this is part of the home story that, <laughs> uh, but, but but also because activate is just the right methodology to choose yeah. so um the the team of uh, Jan Musil do, does a really good job in bringing that mm. methodology together for everyone who wants to implement any of the SAP cloud solutions. So so what is your narrative for learning and change, Andreas? My narrative it's I think it, it starts with curiosity. It's it's all about being being curious about the world around us, about the people that we interact with on a daily basis and the ones that we may yet have to encounter. And sometimes technology is a connector to those people. I mean, we're doing this on a podcast virtually over the ocean. So, and and we, we never met in person. In fact, I never met any of my team members in person. We are a completely virtual team. But in, embracing technologies for that sake, right? Uh, looking forward to learning about the, the exciting new world of that technology enables us to, to live in. And making it more usable for for the people we love, right? That's mm. that's uh, that's really all all there is to it. All right. So thanks for sharing. So what's on your to learn list currently? This doesn't need to be business wise. So whatever what you currently want to learn or have planned to learn in the next time. Yeah. So I embarked on a learning journey on programming with Python about a year ago and i'm still <laughs> learning quite a bit on on that end uh, and like I, I, I now have to actually program a little more uh or i want to uh, because i started learning that but something i've i still have to learn for my mm, private <laughs> ambitions is how to wheelie my motorcycle i have never been able to wheelie properly and i need to wheelie my my motorcycle <laughs> Um, oh, cool. It's it's a requirement when you go off road uh, for for adventure biking, and it's one of the few things I've never been. Uh, I think I never had the guts yet to to learn properly. So that's for for this summer is like the number one on my agenda. <laughs> so if you have any photos, we are very uh, looking forward <laughs> to, to see those. <laughs> Respect. Uh, Very cool. And uh, then the final question, how do you personally keep up to date? Yeah, some people uh, like books. I like podcasts. Some others watch videos. So how, how do you keep up to date? And do you have any tips? We, we already had some tips uh, like on OCM in, in specific, but perhaps mm -hmm. some more general. I I mean, I love what OpenSAP does. Mm. But like the SAP learning on OpenSAP is is great i always look forward to the next um to the next lessons there to the next uh, learning that that comes up there that has even remotely to do with anything i do for work 
that's because I, I love learning new, new things, new skills. Um, I recommend that very much. Like learn something new every day. Uh, it's it's a it's a good thing. Keeps the mind fresh. Uh, but I love podcasts too. So yours is excellent. Um, so thank you for having me. Um, but I, I also I listen to the Economist. Um, I used to be an economist myself, so I, I I usually listen to it. I don't read it really that much, but it's it's good when I do my walks through the neighborhood or on the bicycle. I might listen to the Economist, and yeah, um, occasionally I do read a book, but not recently actually. <laughs> <laughs> I think everyone has a different, let's say, styles or whatever he or she likes. All right. So I think oh, we can come to an end. So any final wise words? Or I, what I remind is really, let's say, curiosity. I think I think that's a core value. I think personally, of course, is this can make your life, let's say, get you more happy. But also for the cloud mindset, I think this is pretty important. Curiosity, openness, openness to change, openness to new ideas, the ability to to fail and stand up <laughs> and try again. Uh, so that that resilience uh, is is probably a, a good one to to establish to to learn and well community well build community around the topics that you love that you that you uh, that you care about like in in enjoy the people with the topic that come with the topic and interact on that topic with them as much as you can it's invigorating and you can learn so much all right thanks so much okay so uh, i would like to thank everyone who listened uh, we we hope that you found that uh, interesting and uh, this helps you of course uh, we're always happy if you let, let's say listen to other podcasts we have quite some english now already we have an english only channel uh, but also if you speak german we have some german podcasts every other monday of course we're happy if you share and like them on the typical let's say outlets or platforms like apple Podcasts or spotify and yeah having said that uh, i would like to wish everyone uh, a nice further change and learning journey have a great day bye 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 andreas thanks so much again thank you thomas